I could control weather once. That was Ubtau's gift to me. And yet, even I couldn't bend the ring to a good cause. Rastafima. Welcome, humble adventurers, to my realm of knowledge and mystery. Here, in my cursed library, are endless tomes and scrolls on the darkest and evilest foes in all the realms. Be they from Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, the many worlds of darkness, or any realm in between. Welcome to the dastardly decimal system. I'm your caretaker of the corrupt, the librarian, Castor- Vega, get down from that shelf! That's not your cat toy! That is the Eye of Hazamel! It is a very powerful artifact! Ah! That was a legendary potion of dragon majesty! Do you know what that cost? I had to find and then trade something called a Black Lotus for it! Okay, Vega, if I if I tell you a story, will you come down from there? Ugh. I'm glad I've already brewed some lemon balm tea to help me relax, because I think you will be the death of me, kitty. As you know, I study the history of countless realms, many of which are fluent with magic. Each land is always vastly different from the next, yet they all seem to have one reoccurring theme. The stronger magic always comes from an evil source. Never is this more true than with magical artifacts. Since, Vega, you seem to thrive on stories of creatures and items just a little less evil than you, we will look at a corrupt item with massive power that preys on the weak. Today, we will study the Ring of Winters. Known by the Frost Giants as the ice that never melts, the Ring of Winter is a powerful artifact. It is actively sought by not only the Icebound Giants, but also by the sinister Red Wizards of Thay, the Greedy Zentarum, and even the Goodly Harpers. The Ring is a gold band covered with a layer of frost that never melts, hence the name. It is cold to the touch and numbs the hand when first put on. Oddly, when not attuned to a wielder, magical ice consumes the ring and everything within 30 feet of it. The ring is undeniably powerful. It grants the wielder immunity to cold damage, prevents them from being magically located and scryed upon, and even gives them the ability to form objects of their choosing made completely from ice. It unlocks within the wearer an array of ice spells, like Cone of Cold, Wall of Ice, and Ice Storm. The ring's greatest property, however, is its ability to freeze the effects of time. The wielder no longer ages, their bodies age, forever frozen in that moment as they now live their eternal lives. The ring is a sentient artifact that communicates through emotions to further its mysterious and unknown evil goals. It is constantly trying to take control of its wielder. It assaults your mind and escalates those dark thoughts and moments that exist within all of us. 
Like that time when some guy pissed you off, and in that dark, anger-filled moment, you wanted nothing more than to punch him out. But you didn't. Why? Because of the good that exists inside of you. Now, imagine instead of your conscience steering you down the right path, it's the evil ring at the wheel. It starts to whisper to you. It tells you how good it would feel to hit them. How righteous it would feel to watch them fall to the ground, bested by you. The ring reminds you that your family would respect you for felling this foe. Your friends would applaud you for striking him. And your father, the one whose approval you never got, no matter how much you tried, he would finally be proud of you. And he would finally tell you so. <clears throat> I might be projecting on that last one. The ring pulls on those strings until you make small, moral compromises. And then, it slowly moves on to bigger, darker, eviler compromises. Like, like an axe on a thick tree, the ring chips away at your morality, bit by bit, splinter by splinter, until there is nothing left for your good to stand on, and it all comes crashing down. Once it succeeds, the ring compels its wares to cause undue harm to everyone and everything around it. It does this not to make a new soldier in the war of good versus evil. No, it does it for a far more sinister, unknown reason. It makes the wearer piss everybody off with the hope that the wearer's enemies and foes will come for him and kill him. Then, the ring moves on and it finds a new victim. The Ring of Winters is an old artifact, so old that its origins are a mystery. Some say the ring was made by Azuth, the lord of spells, before he rose to the level of a god. Others speak how it was kissed by Oriel, the frost maiden, in a time where the largest cities were still in their infancy. What facts I do know were only gleaned through ancient writings. The earliest records of the ring appear while in possession of Lord Dalmas Rayburton. He used the rings for several years before suddenly embarking to the islands of Chult. For those who are unaware, the jungle isles of Chult are a savage place, filled with vicious beasts, hulking dinosaurs, and legendary riches. Greedy nobles from all across Faerun traveled to Chult in search of gold and treasure. During negotiations with Cormian Noble, also located in Chult, Lord Rayburton tried to scare the man by using the ring's magic to form a wall of ice. In the middle of the spell, the ring took control and buried the entire estate and surrounding village in a glacial tome. Hundreds were instantly entombed in ice and brutally killed. 
Ray Burton eventually gave up the ring. A rarity. He traveled to the holy Tabaxi city of Mesro and entrusted it to the seven priest kings. These seven Bara were chosen warriors of the god Obtau and defended the ring against the machinations of the evil cult of Frost. The desires of Jarl Storvald of the Frost Giants and even the serpentine greed of Rosnesai from the Yanti. They held the ring until one who was worthy arrived. That man was a human adventurer, son of a highwayman, and former member of the secret organization known as the Harpers. That man was Artis Clymer. Artis Clymer viewed the Ring of Winters as his eternal destiny and would protect it with his very life. He had spent decades being hunted for it, and because of this, he'd become a quiet person who was slow to trust, especially when it came to adventurers. In his many years and across many adventures, he had gained many unique pieces of equipment, including various bows and armor. He had wielded an elven bow made from the finest smiths in Evereska, before graduating to a bladed Yanti bow, a magical oath bow, and eventually a bow imbued with the spirits of fallen dragons. His armor history was just as varied. He had worn hide armor made from a velociraptor, a masterfully forged mithril shirt, and even a chainmail enchanted by the Ifrit. Artis was also known to carry a luck blade, magical boots, and an enchanted quiver that he called the Bag of Nails. Artis was always passionate about the preservation of knowledge and history, and always enjoyed studying and examining the past beyond its face value. It was an act that allowed him to take a unique approach to the ring. He had discovered new ways to use its powers. With the ring, he would summon rapiers of ice, and even modify existing spells like Bigby's Hand or Fleshed Stone, but each with an icy variation. After years of wielding the ring, and constantly rejecting its corrupting whispers, Artis believed that all were wrong about the artifact. It wasn't evil. It was actually an artifact meant for good. The corrupting whispers were simply a test. The ring knew that its great powers could only reside in the hands of the good. If it fell into the paws of evil, then the ring made sure that the evil bearer was swiftly killed. Artis surmised that the ring needed someone good for its ultimate goal, a goal he had yet to discover. 
As a librarian, I find that the moment I know everything about a monster or a curse, it becomes just a little less frightening. The ring, however, is still so heavily shrouded in mysteries. It has powers beyond anything that has been seen, and that terrifies me. Some writings say that if the wing could be wielded by an evil being so strong of will as to not fall under its control, they could unlock the horrifying new abilities. Dark, forgotten tomes speak of the ring's abilities to summon and control white dragons. Other scrolls warn of the ability to summon the primordial Cryonax. But the ring's ultimate power? whispered about only in the dark corners of Enigma, where even rumors dare not tread, is the ability to summon such vast levels of ice and cold as to freeze the entire world. In the darkest of cold, however, there is still a glimmer of burning hope. A way for this evil artifact of great power to be destroyed. The rumors say that if the ring is ever worn by Titania, the Summer Queen, it will instantly shatter and turn into harmless, falling snow. It appears that you have finally calmed down, Vega. Next time you want detention, you don't have to destroy my stuff. You just have to join me for more stories and lore about the darkest villains from the darkest realms. This has been the Dastardly Decimal System, and once again, I'm your librarian, Caster Kane. The Dastardly Decimal System can be found on Instagram and Twitter at DD System Podcast. That's Delta Delta System Podcast. This podcast was produced by Midnight Reading Audio, a division of Midnight Reading Publishing. The voice of Castor Kane is Larry Gent. Hi. The sounds of Vega the Cat was provided by my cats, Zid and Vash. Music was Snowdrop by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com licensed under the Creative Commons. Thank you for joining us, and have a wonderful, wonderful evening.